Welcome, everyone, to the Coffee Theology and Jesus podcast. That was a great impromptu um, intro, Rob. Oh, thank you. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us on this uh, most recent and latest episode. There's a lot to get to, Rob, a-, a lot, but I figured before we dive into it, why not start with a happy story? Because this podcast will not be a happy podcast. Wait, so are you saying we're going to jump right into Christians in the News? Yes, we are. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome. So, our man Tim Tebow, back uh, in the good news. Good old Timmy T. Good old Timmy T. Back in the news today, or not today, really this past week. Turns out, so now Tim Tebow is a baseball player. He's moved on to like the minor pro league kind of thing and he hit a home run on his first at bat listen i gotta give it to him (laughs) impressive truly impressive so he was signing autographs um and a fan looked like he was having a seizure and tim tebow lays his hand on him and i believe prays for him and then the man stops having a seizure that's the power of the tebow You're killing me. Um, yes, or the power of Jesus, but I mean, either one. Here's the thing: I, I, I'm making fun of Team Tebow, but the truth is, that I know he's a very devoted Christian. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, having him pray over a fan like that and seeing that happen, I think is pretty awesome. I, I got to hand it to him. Yeah, he is. He is one of the the guys that I would like my kids to look up to and be like, "That's an athlete that I want to follow." I, I, I got to be honest. I, I can't disagree with you. I really no. can't. He seems like a really stand-up guy. And listen, I'm sure he's flawed like any normal person. But I can tell that he genu- he genuinely wants to do the right thing, it seems like. Oh, so yeah, for sure. I really can't take that away from him. So Even if that's to play quarterback. Right. Even if that's to play quarterback. <laughs> exactly. Um, that being said, our favorite website, the Babylon Bee, of course, had to, had to spoof it. They had to. We should see if they want to sponsor our podcast because oh we love gosh. them. That I'm the Babylon Bee gives me hope. There are so many good. I, I don't know who writes these headlines. I don't know who does it. They are great headlines. They're great. So the one I just read today, Tim Tebow called out on strikes, turns and heals umpire of blindness. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's it's well, actually, I guess you can. Yeah, um, apparently you can make it up. It's great. It's yeah. It's just really good. So, anyway, I thought that'd be a great way to kick off our podcast with some with some uh, Christians in the news. Yeah, Tim Tebow doing what he does, being a, really a role model, and just praying for people in the middle of a baseball game and healing people. I mean, which is what we're going to get to in the podcast is role models and yes. people that we can look up to. Yes, yes, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in a way, in a way, in a way. Um, anyway, Rob, how you doing, man? It's, it's been a while. It has been a while. Our our cohort has <sighs> gone and left. Uh, Jordan, we miss you. We Jordan, we do miss you. Uh, he's uh, three thousand miles away in Seattle, Washington, right now. So him and his wife packed up. They're uh, part of a church plant, I believe, over there. Yep. which is cool. It's awesome. But yep. I've known Jordan. Uh, wow, almost. Uh, 15 years, about 14 years now. So it's definitely crazy not having him around because he's really been in my life throughout all that time, um, especially the past 10 years. So it's a little weird because I, because him and I, you know, we obviously talk a lot. We balance each other out or I, he really balances me out, I should say, way Amen more than that. I balance him out. Be quiet. 
So it is different not having him here, but we're going to try and get him on on a future episode of the podcast for sure. It can't be that hard to get him on an episode. Not with technology these days, Timothy. (laughs) Well, Rob, there was also um, news in your life. There was. What was it, Rob? Well, we welcomed a new baby girl. It was very exciting. We, uh, uh, this last month, will be a month old on Monday, but Mackenzie Ray was born into the world and made her dramatic appearance. Yeah, silently, apparently. Silent appearance. So well behaved. Yeah. And you were telling me earlier that that neither of your children cried when they were infants. No, I I don't think I've heard, even at birth, I don't think I've heard Mackenzie cry. It's it's unbelievable. So you're telling me that, that you don't get woken up in the middle of the night by a screaming newborn? No, I do not. How? How does that happen? Uh, Zequil. No. <laughs> well, I guess the trade-off is watch out for their teenage years, right? Yeah. So, but uh, they're great now, but when they're teens, they're little Tasmanian that, that devils. That is what I'm afraid of. I told Julia, I was like, our kids are so good right now; they're right. going to be horrible when we get to teenagers. <laughs> we, we, yeah, exactly. And Elijah, when you listen to this episode and you are a teenager, that wasn't condoling you, condoning you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we're laughing now, but in the moment, it's not funny. <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Well, I'm glad everything went well, and congratulations on on your uh, the birth of your child. Ah, uh, thank you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I want to move on into um, just the meat of today because once again, Rob, skip all the pleasantries. Oh wait, just get right I'm to sorry. it. Wait, hold on. No, we can't. We I, can't. What coffee are we drinking today, Rob? Wegman's vanilla coffee. It is. I'm telling you, it's not bad. I'm not a big flavored coffee guy because they have that. It has that 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 chemical flavor sometimes. Yeah. But this stuff is pretty good. It smells delicious. Oh, it it permeates the house and it's just great. If I could bottle um, the scent and put it in a candle, I probably would. It smells delicious. So, yeah. cheers, Rob, to another cup of coffee. All right, here we here we shall partake. That's mm. good stuff. Hits the spot. Hits the spot. Okay. So, oh wait, wait, what? Tim? What? Before we move on. Oh come on! I'm chomping at the bit. But you, you know what's not chomping at the bit? Your stomach. And why is that, Tim? Well, that's Rob because. <laughs> <laughs> How long can we keep doing this? That's because you made me dinner tonight. I did. You did. It was impromptu dinner. Thank you, Chicken Helper. <laughs> Amen. Um, it, it took longer than I wanted. Fifteen whole minutes. Yeah, they but they said dogs are man's best friend. No, uh-uh. no, chicken, chicken helper. helper. <laughs> you turn a pound of chicken into something amazing. That's right. In just a few short minutes. So, all right. Um, I, I I gotta hop right into it, Rob, because you know that I called you a few days ago on the phone, ranting and yelling and talking like a madman, because just when I think that our political process. Cannot get any crazier. It gets crazier. It gets crazier, and it gets more and more unbelievable. I truly, I truly wonder: Am I dreaming? I mean, I wonder if when we get to heaven, I, I can only imagine the perspective of like ten years from now, through uh, from you know what we're actually living through right now. So before I go further, I want to give a few caveats because I realized a few things. Okay. What? Wow. You've grown up. Well, I'm trying, all right? (laughs) Number one, I noticed that if you um, say that Trump is not a good moral candidate, the response is, well, Hillary Clinton isn't either, to which I agree. I agree. So I want to say, you know, right off the bat, 
this is not an endorsement of Hillary Clinton for president. Even be- though many of you will comment, why are you endorsing Hillary? Exactly. Somehow, <laughs> somehow bring, bringing into question one man's character because of how he talks automatically tells people that you're endorsing the other main opponent, which we're not. But that's the bipolar society that we live in. If you aren't one thing, you have to be the other. Right. There's no way that 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 you can say, no, I just don't like this person. You automatically are endorsing someone else. So I want to shut that down right away. This is not an endorsement of Hillary Clinton. Frankly, she's also, in my opinion, just as scary in many other ways. Yeah. One example of that would be the Saudi uh, Saudi Arabia ties to her Clinton Foundation. Um, it, yeah, some emails have been coming out that do not look too, too, really too pretty <laughs> no. because it turns out that Saudi Arabia, which is atrocious for human rights, especially women's rights, has been donating a lot of money to the Clinton campaign. Uh, and that, uh, that country has also been funding ISIS. So there's a lot of things there that I, I don't want to get involved with now, but I will say that it's clear in my opinion that Hillary Clinton is a very corrupt politician and not that she is beyond God's grace by all means she definitely is, right. but I can definitely not endorse her because she does not stand for values that I have. And I refuse to, to, to vote for a candidate and because voting says I endorse you. I support what whatever your view is. That's what the right. vote is. You're voting for that person. Yep. So I digress, okay? This is not, I repeat, all you conservatives out there, <laughs> I repeat, this is not an endorsement for Hillary Clinton, okay? The reason why tonight we're going to be really, in my opinion, yelling at the evangelical right. At least I'm going to be. Tim and will be also yelling. yelling at Donald Trump is because evangelicals are supporting Trump. If they were supporting Clinton, this would be all about Clinton. But it's not because the majority of evangelicals are not supporting Clinton. They're supporting Trump. And it's not It's not a, yeah, well, most of the people that we're talking about aren't the, well, I don't want to vote for Hillary, so I have to vote for Trump. These are the people that are gung-ho, I'm voting for Trump because I like him. Yes. That's who. Well, that's more specifically who we're directing well, at. Well, definitely for you it is, but in my opinion, anyone who is a Christian who tries to justify why voting for Trump is a good thing, whether it be, well, Hillary's much worse, it's just not true. And I, I'm going to call that out today because I think it's a load of malarkey, all okay. right? So as we know, Donald Trump... Maybe, uh, what's today, Thursday, that we're recording this? So this will drop hopefully on Friday. So a week ago, all right, came out, it turns out, on on a hot mic and said some incredibly alarming things about women. And what I want to do here, so I'm going to pull up this quote real quick because I want I want to read it out loud uncensored just once because I want people to understand the gravity of the language that a potential president of the United States of America is using now as an as as a candidate or as you know a, a person who was in the news 5 years ago which by the way is not that long ago it's only 5 years ago all right let me I pull thought it was up. 2005 which oh, wait. is 10 years ago I thought it was 2011 all right 2005 still 10 Whichever, years ago whatever ten, 5 to 10 years ago yes let me pull this quote up real quick and um, we will we will warn you if you have children that are listening you can uh, go ahead and turn down the volume for about 30 seconds cuz uh, Tim's going to read this we want we're, we're aware of the content, but we want it to come across in a very abrupt point so then we can further discuss it. We're only going to read it once, but I think this is a good opportunity to go ahead and read it for what it is and what was actually said. So 
you know, I have kind of the bullet points here because I don't want to read the whole thing. It just, it really honestly makes me nauseating just even reading the bullet points. But he's talking, the context is for everyone who doesn't know about this, is that he's on a bus for Access Hollywood talking to another guy and the bus is moving and I guess the microphone's still on. So Donald Trump is behind closed doors and he's talking about women. He just got married to his wife. He's talking about a woman that he was attracted to, I suppose, and was trying to hit on. Um, and he he talked about so he's talking about the idea of of trying to show her some furniture, and then he says, "Yes, um, I moved on her like a bitch, but I couldn't get there, and she was married." Then he says later on, "I did try and f her. I don't want to say that word, and she was married." And then he says, "I just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything." Unbelievable. I want that to sink in for a minute because my whole life, okay, I grew up in a great Christian household, a great one with great parents. I've never heard my dad say anything even even close to that vulgar, even as like a backhanded comment or as like a double innuendo. My dad has never said anything like that. In fact, if Donald Trump was a movie character... In a movie, my dad would have made me turn the movie off as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. But this guy comes out and says, or it turns out that he said this uh, 10 years ago. And instead of Christian saying, you know what? I, I got I to gotta have a red line somewhere. And this is way too much. And instead of compromising my core belief and instead of trying to defend someone who says things about, I mean, in my opinion, assaulting women, these women aren't asking for it. He's talking about how yeah, you can when, do anything right, you want when you're a star. I you don't even do, wait for them. Right. They let you do anything. Don't wait. Just kiss or grab them. It's because you're a star. That's called assault. If anyone did that in a normal world, it, it would be under some kind of investigation for assault. So he says that, and Christians go, oh, but you know what? That might be locker room talk. We'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, that's not as bad as what Hillary's done. What Donald has said is not as bad as what Hillary's done. That is so ridiculous because it makes it seem like one is more or less immoral than the other. How about they're just both bad things? What Clinton has done, of course, has done some really shady things that, in my opinion, are immoral. But what Trump said is disgusting. It's so inappropriate. It's so terrible. It's assault. That's his view. And then he'll try and backtrack. That and his, his apology was, that's just locker room talk. Dude. I've been around save dudes. I've been around non-save guys. I have never in my entire life ever heard any guy say anything even remotely close to that. Sure, guys will talk a little cruelly. They'll mention this or that. Or I've heard you know guys talk about how they they were with a girl consensually the other night having sex with her. But no one ever talks about a woman like that. I've never even heard it. It's not locker room talk. And it really discredits men as a whole that somehow, oh, um, boys are going to be boys. No, no, no. This is not okay talk for anyone. If my son, if my son said these words, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if my son said these words, Rob, he'd be in so much trouble. Oh, absolutely. So much trouble. But for some reason, when Donald Trump says them, please run for president of the United States of America. It's amazing to me because when Clinton, remember Bill Clinton with the Lewinsky affair, they actually had about 30 or 40 people who signed like like an open letter saying that we want to bring morality back into the White House. It was a Christian right movement. We want to bring morality back into the White House. We can't endorse what Bill Clinton has done. But when Trump makes comments like this, suddenly it's all defensible because he's not as bad as Hillary. Am I missing something, Rob? Am I missing something? I'm... I, no, 
It's, okay. There, <laughs> great. I I totally agree. There is no place where this kind of talk is right behind closed doors. You shouldn't be thinking or talking or thinking about women in this way. Right. Where's the integrity? There is right. none. That's what's so crazy. I'm sorry to cut you off, no. but that's what kills me is people will say, well, you know, Trump wants to make America great again. What evidence is there? There's zero. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but in Atlantic City, the Trump Taj Mahal is closed. It went bankrupt. Well, let's qualify that. He didn't even own the joint. Well, his name's <laughs> on it. Hey, I'm just saying. And yes. when, he, when he opened it in 90, I think 95 or something, his quote was, it's the eighth wonder of the world. Because Trump is an inflated businessman. He purposely builds things up beyond what they actually are, so it sounds like it's really impressive, but underneath, there's nothing. That Trump Taj Mahal was in trouble since day one. Trump reported almost a billion-dollar loss in the 90s on the housing market. So I don't know what evidence there is of Trump somehow even being able to make America whatever great again means. And that's a whole different topic I'll dive into later on. But it kills me because where's the integrity of this guy? In one breath, he says one thing. In another breath, he says another thing. He's double-minded. The Bible talks about double-minded men. But somehow that's all just a pass because... Hillary Clinton is the spawn of Satan, and no one could do worse. I'm telling you, Donald Trump right now, these allegations have come out about women uh, about him touching women inappropriately, which I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. It's too hard to know. Yeah, I but don't, let's I don't just think say, so, but... Let's just say it is, all right? Let's say that there is some undeniable evidence that Trump came onto a woman. People would still defend it as not as bad as Clinton. That's how that's how far gone the evangelical right has, has went. So far gone. I mean, talk about Christian principles, the words of Jesus, the words of the Bible, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Trump exemplifies none of them. None of them. And again, just so we're all on the same page, neither does Hillary. But we're not talking about Hillary because people that I know, people that I see on Facebook, Jerry Falwell, isn't voting for Hillary. They're trying to justify Trump as the morally good choice for presidency. And he's not. That's just the fact of the matter. You can spin it however you want. He is not a moral candidate. You cannot trust him. He has flip-flopped. He was pro-choice. I'm very, I'm very for abortion, Trump's words, however many years ago. But now all of a sudden he's different. And you know what the excuse is on Facebook that I read? Oh, well, people can change their mind. Well, you cannot if you're right wing. If you're left wing, you're a flip-flopper. Remember John Kerry? <laughs> yeah. Oh, John Kerry, the flip-flopper, said one thing, then said another. People will vilify the other side. But if it's their side, they will justify him on every step of the way. There's always an excuse for everything Trump does. Oh, it was just locker room talk. Oh, he's not the same man anymore. Oh, he can make America great again. There's no evidence. The only evidence we have, the only evidence we have of Trump talking about women overall has been extremely negative. From calling Rosie O'Donnell a disgusting slob to, you know, grabbing women by the crotch to, you know, trying to F women to him being on Howard Stern, letting Howard Stern rate his daughter's breasts in front of him. I mean, how despicable is that? As as a father, Rob, could you imagine having some guy talk about your daughter like that and you saying, yeah, yeah, no, she's very uh, very voluptuous because she's tall. Could you imagine that, honestly? I, it, no. <laughs> no, I, I, there's not even any words to, to describe what I would feel to the man that would talk about my daughter like that in front of me. Right, and Trump, what does he do? He doesn't say, listen, Howard, I don't care what show we're on. This is way too far. This is my daughter. He, he... He uh, feeds into it. He feeds into it. Oh, 
I mean, come on. Howard Stern as a child was like the worst thing I could have ever watched as a kid. My parents made sure Howard Stern was nowhere near. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know what Howard Stern was until he came on to uh, America's Got Talent, oh, yeah. basically. Well, to give you an example, um, one of my uh, a co-worker I used to ride in a truck with, he used to have Howard Stern on the radio. And I, you know, I didn't really, I couldn't change it. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. Howard Stern, incredibly vulgar. Incre- he would bring women on just to talk about them sexually. The whole it was it was soft. It was really softcore porn for the audio world. Is what it right. was. So now we have Donald Trump, a potential president of the United States of America, who now we now is historically has been on Howard Stern, rating his daughter's breast size and talking about threesomes and um, having sex with women while they're on their period. All things that are just so inappropriate to talk about. That's our potential president. And the evangelical right defends it. Well, Hillary's worse. What? Well, Benghazi. Yeah, really bad. And here's the thing. <laughs> this is what kills me. So, the, wait. The Go Benghazi Sorry, thing. Slow me down, Rob. Slow me down. I'm freaking out over here. The Benghazi thing. I've, have you ever heard of Godwin's Law? No. Basically, in an online discussion or any discussion, if you let it progress long enough, at some point, Hitler and the Holocaust will come up. Okay. That's Godwin's law. Okay. I feel like we have, like, Benghazi law. At some point during the political discussion, there will be, yeah, but Hillary killed five people. Right. Okay, we get it. Right. We we understand that. Just like nobody refutes the fact that Hitler killed millions and millions of Jews. Right. But it doesn't have to be brought up in every conversation. Right. And it doesn't justify Trump. Right. Exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't justify it. And the other amazing part, this is how... I don't know, to me, just how silly or how blinded people are. This could have been an easy election for the Republicans to win. Honestly, Clinton, Clinton, in my opinion, I bet already called Obama and said, listen, when should I move into the White House? This election, thanks to Trump, I'm going to walk into this thing. Because she's been, so, she's, she's been so overlooked by the media because Trump is just that much, that much more outlandish. Right, and for like for better or for worse, for biased or not, Clinton's gotten a real easy ride these past few months when she should not have. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that have come out with the WikiLeaks emails that are pretty damning and pretty pretty unbelievable as far as corruption goes. But Trump has said things that are just that much much more outlandish, and he's that much more brazen. Mm-hmm. That much more brazen. It's I've I can't believe it. And to me, I keep on looking at this, and I keep on thinking about it, and then I see Christians on on Facebook, and I see them defending things, and I see them saying, "Well, never Hillary," or I say, or I or I watch pastors on my Facebook feed say, "America, you know, the 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 left wants you know total government control, and the left wants to you know throw the Constitution out the window." Complete like twisting and extremism, like it's such an extreme statement that somehow like the left is just this Hitler coming in from the East who wants to take over everything. Godwin's and, law. Yeah, that, that's how they that's how they make it seem, you know. And I actually I, I got to bring up. So I found I was I was wondering like what makes people like this tick? What is their mentality? So I did some digging on my own Facebook newsfeed because I have good friends and people I, I respect and admire who are diehard Trump supporters and who will justify it with Christian with with, with Christianity. So. Um, one person responded to this whole this person's rant about how the left believes in redistribution of your money. They believe that if we bring up enough distractions, we won't look at the facts, and that America should think for ourselves. And then this person underneath on, on the comments writes, "I want a candidate that loves God and country, and the people Mr. Trump is going to surround himself with 
have come forward and their actions and words have shown this. Why doesn't Hillary show her, her uh, who her people are going to be? Because they will be the same as what is there now. Anti-Americans, anti-God, anti-everything this great nation stands for. What? I'm glad he has the order right, at least. Anti-American, anti-God. That, that's good. Rob, in so many less words, you just nailed it. You just nailed it. That's, right. that's the point. That's the point. There's no proof that Trump loves God. In fact, Trump has only said the opposite. He said that he doesn't need forgiveness from a Christian standpoint. He said that he's a good person. You know, he, he, he obviously has no clue about the gospel, even though he claims to be a Christian. But Hillary, who claims to be a Christian, she's definitely not a Christian because Benghazi. Right. So it's just uh, the, the double-sided, the double-mindedness here, the blaring hypocrisy from the evangelical right trying to prop up their candidate and then trying and then and then defaming the other side with logic that applies to their own candidate and facts that apply to their own candidate it's bonkers i i would feel better if they said yes we know he's a terrible person right and i'm going to vote for him anyway well what what they say is well we know he's flawed we know he's a flawed person <laughs> but rob trump is flawed like all of us but but he's flawed but hillary's more flawed Right, exactly, exactly, and then you have then you have Fal- uh, Jerry Falwell, who says that he will still stand by Trump and amidst these out, amidst the uh, amidst of of the hot mic comments and amidst of the the possible allegations, he will stand by Trump because you know Trump needs forgiveness, but Hillary doesn't need forgiveness. See, it's it's one sided forgiveness. It's only yeah. forgiveness if you're voting for the candidate. If you're not voting for the candidate, well, she should be put in prison, and there is no forgiveness, and she's a liar, and she could. Never Never, ever make things right. She can never really repent because she's a Democrat. Uh, yeah, I wonder what the what the Christian right would do if Hillary came out with this profession of faith and was like, I'm now a follower of Jesus, and oh, she'd be destroyed. Oh, well, there's no evidence of your life. Yeah, and- right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at the fruits. There's no evidence. But, but Benghazi, but abortion. But then Trump, you have Dr. James Dobson defending him. I believe Trump has made a genuine profession of faith in the Christian faith and he's just a baby Christian. It will just take time. What the heck are you talking about, dude? Can you look any more stupid? When I was a baby Christian, that was when I was really the most zealous because I didn't like sin had become so real at that moment right. that I was like, I want nothing to do with that. And I was like, I'm all for the gospel. Exactly. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, even if, even if he was a baby, qu- uh, <laughs> I was <said> a Christian, <laughs> a baby Christian, even if he was or, or is a baby Christian, there is so little, there's been no change. It's been over a year now. Since Trump, you know, made the profession, apparently. It's been right. almost a year since Dr. James Dobson said these things. There, and, he, and now <laughs> it just gets worse and worse. The comments he made to Hillary, you'd be put in jail, blah, 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 blah. That's not a Christian. That was the funniest oh, thing of the debate, regardless. My jaw but. dropped. I said, oh, my gosh. I'm watching an onion. He went there. I'm watching the onion. This yeah. is a debate. You know, <laughs> this is the onion debate. But yeah, wait, he went there and whatever. But my point is, is that he hasn't gotten any better. He's still brazen. Oh, yeah. You know, he's still calling things terrible. He's still calling Hillary crooked Hillary. There, there's no remorse for the actions that he's done. His apology for the words he said was, look, it's locker room I'm sorry room it offended talk. people. Yeah, I'm sorry it offended people. It's locker room talk. It's just locker room talk. Like defending or, or deflecting to something else. How about you take responsibility? You know, my view of women really seems to suck. 
because all these comments I have are all about how much I either want to bang women without their consent or how disgusting they are or how ugly they are. Yeah, he should have at that point said, I don't know what his PR people were thinking about. He should have said, I'm sorry, I had a very poor view of women at that time in my life. I have since changed. There's nothing of that. It was, I'm sorry if you were offended by my comments. Yes, exactly. What? Well, again, here's something funny. That's what Hillary said about the Bastard of the Poorables quote. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, if uh, What did she say? She goes, oh, I'm sorry I said half or something like that. Her comments were not very remorseful. But again, the Christian right. Oh, we're deplorables. Hillary really is full of hate. But Trump, oh, well, it's just locker room talk. It's just, it's so double-sided. It's so double-minded. It's not about morality for the majority of people in on, on the right-wing side voting for Trump. No, no, no. It's just about justifying why their candidate is a better choice with no evidence. And the evidence that they have is, well, he was a businessman. That's like saying I'm a captain of a cruise ship. I'm going to start flying a, a plane tomorrow. We'll see how it works out. <laughs> There's no government works completely different than big business. It works completely opposite of that. It's a whole different ball game. There's no evidence that Trump can get anything done that he even knows what he's doing. And I say this honestly, not as I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to come across like I'm super like politically, you know, like uh, or I'm, I'm super like passionate about politics. I'm not. I'm just trying to call out the stupidity of this whole thing. On one side, you have a lady who really could probably be in jail if she was any normal human uh, from some of the things that she's done and her shadiness. On the right side, you got a guy saying that he likes to grab women by the crotch even without their consent and a whole base is defending it. It's shocking. Right. And and I want to focus real quick on Jerry Falwell for a minute. And there's a reason why. Because Jerry Falwell, he stands for the biggest Christian university in the world. He's the leader of that. He's the president of Christian or of Liberty University. Right. And seeing him defend Trump the way he does, it's so damning to that whole university, to that whole, and to the whole Christian movement. Frankly, it's as a millennial, and I know I'm not the only millennial who thinks this. I'm like, what the heck am I associating myself with this nonsense for? A guy who will get in front of the national public spotlight and say, I'm gonna, I'm sticking with Trump despite all of his allegations and in spite of what he said, even it, if they're true, right? Because it's locker room talk, or because you know he's a good man, or I think he's the best one to lead this country. Listen, if you can't lead your family, right? As I've been told by other people, you know, who are big uh, anti-Clinton people, if you can't lead your family, how can you lead a nation? If you can't, if you can't tame your own tongue. How can you lead a nation? If you can't control what your hands touch or how you do it, how can you lead a nation? But we justify. And Jerry Falwell is the poster boy for this because he's the one who got on the Trump bandwagon way back when. That was so shocking. And he still sticks by him for no reason. There is not one ounce, and I mean this sincerely, you cannot find me one ounce of any biblical support ever ever, 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 ever in the whole Bible that can give you justification for supporting anyone like Trump as a leader. You cannot find it. You can't find it. Except, hold on, unless if you're, unless if you're Sean Hannity, who said, well, Trump had that locker room talk, but David had 500 concubines. There you go. That shows you the literally the theology depth of Sean Hannity's biblical knowledge is he can really compare the two and thinks that somehow they equal out. Yes, one was a man after God's own heart who wrote the Psalms and had a personal relationship with God as seen in the scripture. The other one grabs him by the crotch and calls it locker room talk and said, oh yeah, I believe in God, but I won't ask for, I won't ask for repentance or for forgiveness. And Hannity goes, yeah, 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 it's the same thing. <laughs> I, I'm stupefied. 
I am stupefied. So that's why I'm I'm so hard on Falwell because he's the poster boy for all this. It's his big thing. Make America great again. The gospel has taken a second seat to our nation in in, in this election cycle for for a lot of evangelical Christians. And I I think we were talking about this earlier that my feeling is the the gospel and the cause of Christ has taken a backseat to America for some time now. That America in our churches, if you have a cross on the one side and you have an American flag on the other side. Exactly. And for somehow they're equated to be equal. Right. God bless America. Right. What, why? What's the Bible say about, about us here? We are, pass, we are foreigners passing through a foreign land. Yeah. Our citizenship is in heaven. Right. But you don't... That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, no, no, no. America is God's second chosen country after Israel. And that America has wandered away from her personal relationship with Jesus, however that works. In some minds, we may have replaced Israel. Right, exactly. <laughs> and we need to repent as a nation to get God back on our side so we can kill ISIS. That's what they really think. Yeah. So we can get our guns back and bring prayer back into public school. When Trump says make America great again, what do people think he's going to do? Like, do they think that if Trump gets sworn in, somehow God will come down like a dove and say, ah, my chosen nation has been back to me because you've elected Donald Trump. And now I can bring prayer back into the public school and I can end all abortion and all the gays will just go away. Is that what they think? Do they think somehow that if that happens, every man, woman, and child will suddenly just bow to Jesus and all the gay guys will be made straight? There'll be no more crime in the world. We'll all have our guns again and we'll just rescue the rest of the world with our freedom? What do they really think is going to happen if Trump gets elected? Like, think it through beyond just the dumb rhetoric that we hear all the time. And and to go along with that point, I I'm growing weary of the incessant point that Christians need to be involved in politics. We've discussed this before, and I've made it no secret that I don't think Christians should be involved in politics. But uh, we we keep pressing it that if we can only legislate morality, then everyone will be a better person. Right. That's happened in no nation ever. Right. So I I don't know why we have this incessant ability to think, oh... If we can just repeal Roe versus Wade, right. if we can uh, make marriage between a man and a woman only, then everyone else will just become a Christian by osmosis. Right. Like, what do you really think is going like, to... People don't think these things through. They don't. And then they'll say, well, the justices, the justices, the justices. What evidence do you have that Trump will elect whoever you think should be elected? There's no proof. And if they don't, what do you think is going to happen? You really think that in one election, in one justice cycle, somehow the whole foundation of America, we're just going to burn the Constitution for fun because of liberalism? Really? We've had we've had way more liberal presidents elected than, than Hillary Clinton. And somehow we're still here. I'll never forget when Obama was going to get elected. This was the end of America. All the talk, and I, I still listen to talk radio. I still listen to Sean Hannity. I still listen. I still listen to Rush Limbaugh on purpose, so I can still say they're still talking about it. But when Obama was getting elected, I'll never forget Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was like doom and gloom. I hope I'm wrong, but this can be the end of America as we know it. Socialism. Uh, 
I can't speak. Socialism. Socialism, thank you, Rob, is coming in and it's going to take over and all your money is going to be gone and our country is going to just go poof into thin air. We've never survived something like this. And here we are, not four years, eight but years. eight years later, and gas is cheaper than it was when, he, when Bush was in office. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being silly. I'm being silly. I understand Obamacare. I get all that stuff. I know. But the point is that we're still here. Right. We're still here. And now here we are. It's it's like our memory is like it's like two years old. Because here we are again in the same rhetoric. Oh, if Clinton gets elected, it's the end of America as we know it. And when Obama was being run in for office, the theory and the, the rhetoric of the right was he has no experience. Well, of course. He's only a lowly senator. He's a lowly community organizer, which is still more than Trump's ever done. <laughs> That's what's so amazing. Trump but, has never even now been on the council. Yeah, now the story is not... Well, yes, he's inexperienced. That makes him great. Right. He's not we, a polit- politician. We need that. We need no more politician. <laughs> it's like giving a blind guy the, the, the wheel and saying, why don't you drive and see where we end up? <laughs> we, we could end up in paradise or we could be driven off the cliff. But we'll find out. We're going to find out. Just <laughs> that's, that's how asinine and how backwards this logic is. It makes no sense. There's no consistency. John Kerry's a flip-flopper. Trump just changed his mind and has become more convicted and a better man. Obama, he has no experience. I'm so glad Trump has no experience. That's great. Obama, no experience. That's terrible. Obama, 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, sat in the church of a very extreme reverend. That's terrible. And that just shows where his his real ties are. Donald Trump 11 Sat years on ago. A bus. Yeah, or Donald Trump 11 years ago said this word. It's that was 11 years ago though. Why are we focusing on the past? Okay, well with Howard Stern. Oh, that was 20 years ago. Oh, well this woman is alleging that 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 he touched her inappropriately 30 years ago. That's so long ago. It's so double-sided. People people love to bring up Hillary Clinton's past of that girl of, of her laughing at the girl who got raped. I don't know if you heard right. of that. And getting, which by the way, is she terrible. She was his lawyer. Yes, yeah. which by the way is terrible and should be completely condemned and just shows where Hillary's real motives are. But that, if that's fair game, which it should be, then Trump's past is also fair game. Right. You know why, Rob? Because we're vetting two people for the most powerful job on the planet. Right. The most imp- arguably the most influential person right. on the planet. Right. My job at where I work Maybe look uh, uh, checks for felonies. That's my whole history. So if they're gonna check in my past just to get a part-time job or a full-time job, when you're getting nominated for president, you're darn right. We're gonna uncover every stone. We're gonna look in every nook and cranny. We have to. It's our president. We gotta know what he's about. How is that not not fair game? Right. I've been yelling a lot. Yes. But I am really fired up over this, <laughs> and I don't know why. I do know why. I'm, I'm fired up, not because of the political impact, truly. Whatever happens, the Lord's in control. I just can't believe that the faith I subscribe to is endorsing this. They're in, I feel like I am nuts. Or the claimants of the faith that you endorse. Yes. Yes. The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, goodness, Fruit faithfulness. of the Spirit. Right. But that goes out the window when it comes time to nominate, to nominate someone. You know, we should think about good and true and pure things. Unless you want to nominate a candidate, then somehow that logic goes out the window. Give to Caesars. What is Caesars? Unless you want your taxes any higher in our country, then don't vote for that person because we don't want higher taxes. <laughs> but Jesus says, give to Caesar what Caesars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we should fight for our right to have lower taxes. It's like it flies all in the face of what Jesus taught us since the beginning to walk humbly, to walk meekly, to be light of the world, not 
a freaking irritation in the butt crack of America. Right. But to be the light and the salt and the goodness, bringing out the God-inspired flavors of the world. That's our job as Christians. Yeah, when we go back to the first century church, why did it spread like wildfire? Is it because there was high ups in the political offices yes. and they were... Yes, that's why, oh, right? Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, no. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's- I could have swore that it was like what happened was the church got born and they go, you know what? The more political we get and the more we vote for the guy that will, will protect our rights, the better off we're going to be and the more we're going to flourish. Yeah, for sure. That's how it worked, right? Yeah. Okay. Unless you read the Bible. Oh, I thought the Bible was the American Constitution. <laughs> In some minds, they are synonymous. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Go ahead. What were you going to say? But it's because their mind, their focus was the gospel. I mean, look at, look at Paul. For me to live as Christ and to die as gain. That was Paul's motive for his entire life. But Trump wants to be great and make America great again. Which understand. is basically the same thing. Right. No. right. It's about our rights. <laughs> Remember, Trump did say that he will bring Christianity back into the mainstream. Which is what we care about. Yes. Whatever Christianity means. Does it mean that we say God more? Does it mean that that, that that there's less sex on TV? Oh, wait. That shouldn't matter because Trump likes when we can you know, do whatever he wants to women and just grab them because that's locker room talk. So we can't, not not maybe the sex thing so much. but well, Only in locker rooms. Oh, oh, you're right. Only in locker rooms. My apologies. Yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable. Isn't it? It really is. I I, I feel like I'm reading the wrong book. Like, what, what book are they reading that I'm not reading? Which one is it? Now, I, I, I will say, I, I'm becoming more and more a fan of Mike Pence. I don't know much about him. Okay. I'll, I'll say that I'm not very much into politics. Fair enough. But the more that I read about him and the more I hear some of the things he's saying, it's like, okay, that, that is a man if the, the ticket should be flopped. Right. <laughs> Have Pence right. run. Who has some experience, who is very level-headed. You saw the vice presidential debate. Yes. He was very level-headed. He kept a cool. He, was, he seemed very well-prepared and well-spoken. Yep. Um, and then also, when you have a debate, it's a debate on, like, on different policies, not on... Yeah, on actual on, things, right. not Obama's birth certificate. Right. Like You might disagree with, with Pence on like, his stance on certain issues, but that's the point. Right. Like, you're supposed to. It's a, pol- it's a political debate. You're not talking about if he wants to grab women by the crotch. No. Or if he wants to, you know, rate his daughter's breast size on Howard Stern. We're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about uh, we're talking about real issues. Things that are you're supposed to be doing as president. Right. And you can have respectful dialogue and disagree with someone, but respect them as a human. Yeah. But it's hard to do that when it's Trump because of, of how he operates that game. Anyway, continue on. But uh, so after this tape came out and people were wondering, oh, man, is Pence going to leave the ticket? Is he going to leave? Say he's not going to be the vice president anymore. Pence came on and he spoke about it. And some of the things he said I was very impressed with. And I'll just read them. Um, Pence said Trump had the humility to apologize. We've talked about that. Right. Okay. It was a half apology. Yeah. Um, but then Pence went on and started to speak like someone who actually knew the Bible. And he said... Uh, Pence said that we all fall short of the glory of God, and there's no one righteous other than the one. I don't condone, condone what was said, and I spoke out against it. He did. He released a very good statement. Yes, I saw so he that. he said, but the other part of my faith is I believe in grace. Uh, I believe in forgiveness. And he says Trump has shown the American people what's in his heart. Yeah, whether that's it, true or not. Well, for better or for worse. <laughs> for better or for worse, point. he did. You're right. He has shown us what's in his heart, and guess what? It ain't too pretty. Right. I wonder, and I, I don't want to make too, I don't want to make judgments, 
But I do wonder if Pence would apply that forgiveness and grace to someone like Hillary Clinton or to Bill Clinton right. or to whoever else that, that, that maybe he comes against politically. And that's why I get so worried about taking scripture and using it on only one side of the coin. Right, because then you have to use it in all situations. Right. I got a newsflash. God's grace extends to everyone. Mm. The ISIS terrorist. Thankfully. The Democrat, the Republican, me, thank the Lord. You know, it extends to the gay guy, to the straight guy, to the feminist, to the not feminist. It extends to all of them. It extends to everyone. That's the beautiful thing about the about the gospel. That's what's so radical and scandalous is that it says to people who want to say, well, you know, Trump needs our forgiveness, but not Hillary. She's evil. It's, the gospel says, no, 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 you don't get it. You're all in the same boat sinking. My grace extends to everyone. It yeah. extends to everyone if they want it. If they want it. And I think if, if our politicians took a bit more of that, if we wanted Christianity in politics, I would want that in politics, that mindset. Right. But of, then you couldn't be in politics. No. Because how? Because you have to pick a side, right? And you, it's hard to pick a side when your faith says, actually, I, I died for all men and women. I died for Hillary. I died for Trump. As weird as it is for me to even say that, but it's true. You know, God did die for Trump. Mm-hmm. Trump is not beyond forgiveness and grace. But like the Bible says, there is fruit there is fruit, and that goes for Hillary. That goes for that goes for Trump. That goes for any Christian in the church, whatever. There should be a fruit. There should be a heart change of something. Something has to give. You can't serve two masters, right? You can't. Right. You know, fresh springs and saltwater springs don't flow out of the same spring. They're separate things. So it's really important that if we're going to start throwing around this grace and forgiveness, that we're being consistent how the Bible is, and that is to all, not just to Hillary or to Trump, and. And consistent with that, that grace and forgiveness, there should be, just like in our lives, when we experience the grace and forgiveness of God, we didn't say, okay, well, thanks, that's well and good. I'm going to continue on my way doing as I please. Right. It, it brought out an attitude of humility and self-sacrifice and uh, a desire to please God. Right. Do we have that in Trump? Have we seen that? Well, I'm glad you asked because I found an article... <laughs> Uh, where is it? Um, hold on, I gotta find it. Give me a sec here. Let me look. You should probably talk while I'm looking this up, Rob, and create some kind of you know filler or something. So just the other day, <laughs> I, <laughs> hold on, I'm looking. I, I um, had it pulled up. I must have lost it. I lost my train of thought because then you started talking about the article that you had, and I didn't remember what I'm I was sorry, thinking about. I'm talking about Grace or something. <laughs> yeah, something similar to that. But I, this is a side point, but we were talking earlier today, I think, and my whole scheme against politics is we, we have set politics as more important than the gospel. Right. And we need to be gospel-minded Christians again. I, I think we've definitely lost that. And if we had that, I think we would see Trump as who he is. Right. And not try to say, well, Trump's a, a great Christian, maybe not behind locker rooms doors, because we know what happens behind locker rooms. Clearly. But maybe behind kitchen doors or something. I right, don't know. Right. So what I did was I found an article, just some of the quotes from the past year and a half from Donald Trump. All right. I want to So re- these are recent. These are recent. These are within the past year, year and a half ish. Pretty much ever since he came into the political spotlight. All right. So this is recent. It's not 20 years ago. These are some of the things that, that Trump has said. Um, I, Donald J., uh, I, Donald J. Trump, is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. 
That's one thing he said. That's real, uh, real diplomatic and really thought out, but it's just extreme. Um, another one he said, did you read about Starbucks? No more Merry Christmas at Starbucks. No more. Maybe we should boycott Starbucks. It's like it's like hearing from. It's we like talked a, about that. Yep, it, it, it's like a child. It's like a child response. It's, there's nothing thought out about that either. Look at that face. Would anyone vote for that? Can you imagine that the face of our next president? That was Trump talking about his opponent, Carly Flora, uh, Fiorina, Fiorina. I don't know. How to, I don't know how to say her last name. Yes. In a September 2015 interview with Rolling Stone, but don't worry. He later backtracked and said, "I think she's got a beautiful face, and I think she's a beautiful woman." So which one is it? That's the thing. Like, there's so much double-mindedness here. In one quote, she's ugly. Other quote, no, no, she's beautiful. Well, you can't mean the same exact thing because they, they are complete opposites. And unfortunately, in those key moments where he gets a knee-jerk reaction, that's where you see the Donald Trump. Because it's, right. it's not pre-thought, it's not meditated, right. it's not planned it's what's out. It's in the heart. It just, boom, comes out. What's in the heart? The mouth speaks, my friend. Um, I think apologizing is a great thing, but you have to be wrong. I will absolutely apologize sometime in, in the hopefully distant future if I'm ever wrong. So I can tell he's a man of humility and humbleness. Yeah, but I, I understand that sentiment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. Dismissing a Latino reporter at an Iowa rally in August 2015. Real presidential-like. Heidi Klum. Sadly, she's no longer a 10. New York Times article, 2015. You could see there was blood coming out of her eyes. Blood coming out of her wherever. We all know about that famous quote, talking about talking about Megyn Kelly during an interview, August 2015. Um, Megyn Kelly, you've called women you don't like fat pigs, dog slobs, and disgusting animals. And Trump says, only Rosie O'Donnell. Like, wow. Oh, like, because it's Rosie O'Donnell, it's, it's right, fair well, game. Yeah, you can... yeah, well, clearly, because she's Rosie O'Donnell. Right. Um, he's not a war hero. He's a war hero because he was captured. I like people who aren't captured. Now, this one I can't believe cannot believe that at th- that when that was said the right wing movement didn't just like blast this guy i mean that that's in the war and military are extremely passionate talking points to the gop and they should be i get right. it i get why trump says that and people still depend it I'm, I'm just shocked i'm shocked yeah well he didn't mean what it sounded like he meant right right oh, okay um um let's see what's another one here that i'm looking through um and really, I mean, just some older ones now, but I, I wanted to leave us with that because, oh, here's, here's a good one. Uh, this, is, this is 2004, so 12 years ago. All of the women on The Apprentice flirted with me, consciously or unconsciously. That's to be expected. <laughs> I said if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Another famous one. So, I mean, here's the thing. To, to, to close, because I've been yelling for almost an hour, and people are probably tired of me yelling. But... If all we had to go off of with Trump are his are his quotes that we've looked at in the past, it would not be pretty. If if in court the only way that we could decide if Trump touched these women that that, he, that are now you know um, accusing him, and all we had to go off of were his quotes about women, it would not look too good for Trump. It's not no. like Trump has some beautiful track record praising women all the time. No, no, no. He right. might have said nice things to certain women, but overall his track record. Not very promising. Not yeah, very his, promising. Yeah, definitely. His his resume, as it were, his right. credentials are are not right. very not very bright. Right. Exactly. 
I feel a lot better, Rob. Though I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you about this. I feel much more relieved. I feel um, just like a big tension in my life. My body has relaxed after getting all this out because I gave up trying to post about this stuff on Facebook. It's not worth it. I'm Finally. changing. I'm changing no minds. People are only angry at me. And or or we're arguing. I'm not trying to argue, but you know what? I have a podcast, so I will use this podcast. That's right to get my view out. You have a social outing. I have a social outlet, and this is it. This is it. So I feel good. I feel good. I I don't know if I change anyone's mind. I doubt I have because we're so entrenched in politics and things are so divided. It's craziness. My only hope, my only real hope, is that Christians read the scripture. Word for word, they read the words of Jesus, they read the words of Paul, they read the words of the New Testament, and they go, you know what, I need to live like this, and I need to vote, or I need to put my backing behind someone who lives like this. And if, they, if there's no one there, then stand on principle. Right. Stand on principle. That's all I can say. You know, hey, voting, I get it, it's a right, we should do it if you can, but my goodness, be consistent in your faith. Any last words, Rob? So, I, I have a last question, though. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so if <laughs> Elijah has joined us on the podcast yes. and he's Hi, grabbing Elijah. the mic. Hi, buddy. Oh, he almost knocked over the mic. <laughs> so if if I'm a Christian, I'm saying, okay, Tim, Rob, I hear what you're saying. Con- or uh, According to my conscience, I cannot vote for Hillary or Trump. In your mind, is there another candidate that's worthy of the vote? I don't really know. To be to be fair, my my, my personal view is that if enough per- people vote a third party just to make a statement of saying, "Hey, hello, third party, we need more options than just two, I could see that being respectable, you know. But honestly, as a Christian, I don't know why this incessant need to feel like if you don't vote, you're not a good a good Christian. There's no proof anywhere in Scripture that commands us to vote. And if we really are just passing through this land. You know, there are other ways to take care of our neighborhood and our community by just casting a vote for a president in Washington. Right. You know, I, I really believe that if Christians got more involved in their local church body and really grew that and let that reach out to their community, it'd be a much different America if we all did our due diligence, if we did our quote unquote civic duty uh, to really be a better neighbor, a better father, a better son, a better daughter, better Christians in our individual communities. I think that goes way, way, way farther than just casting a ballot on, on election day and saying, I've done my Christian duty by voting for the right guy. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree any more with that. That it, It's almost similar to the social media activism, yeah. where if I change my profile picture, right. or if I say that I'm praying for someone, or whatever the case may be, that that's, that's my utmost Christian responsibility. I have done, I voted, so God cannot hold me responsible for what happens in America. Exactly. And it's like, but he's holding you responsible for what happened in your home. He's holding you re- responsible for what happened in your life with your coworkers, for what happened in your friend circles, for what happened in your children's lives. But those things don't matter as long as you voted. Right. Well, listen, to sum it up, the two most important commandments. Number one, love God with everything. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Those are, that's, that's what everything in life gets summed up to. At the, at the, at the end of the day, God's going to ask you, did you love me? Did you love your neighbor? If we're not loving our neighbor, which I, I feel like a lot of Christians have the idea of loving God downright, but they miss out on loving their neighbor. They think that, that just you know saying hello and waving is enough. But really loving your neighbor, that's the other part of this gospel thing. I think we're called to do it. Yeah, definitely. If we were to love our neighbors like we're commanded to do, 
it wouldn't be through voting. It would be through the gospel. Right. It would be through reaching out. Um, I think, so, I don't know if you saw um, Warren Buffett. He He's a Hillary supporter, but he released his tax returns, or the numbers at least. Okay. And he he made something like $17 million or something last year after his deductions. He donated $2.53 billion to charities. That's someone who puts their money where their mouth is. Got to hand it to him. <laughs> I can't take it away. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. It's amazing, isn't it, that when you look at, at things with, without a political lens, there are actually some good people on there who are actually... <gasps> Democrats? No. No. Impossible. I know, right? You can't be a Democrat and be a Christian or be a good person. It just comes with the territory. Yeah. You must be a Benghazi supporter if you're a Democrat. I mean, that's yeah. really what people think sometimes. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, on that note, Rob, I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight. And for everyone out there who listened and got through this whole thing, I appreciate it. Thanks for, li- for listening to me rant. Yeah, sorry event. about your, your eardrums. <laughs> Hopefully you turn the volume down. I'm sorry, I'm so fired up. So <laughs> anyway, everyone, thanks for hanging out and tuning in. We appreciate it. Have a great night. All right, good night. so strange, it carries a drop of water, which is let's go.